Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. My name is Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corwin Heller. And we are still separated. Corwin is still in Baltimore by the time this will get released. And I'm still in the greatest state on the face of the earth, New Jersey, and depression. Um, <laughs> oh, that's only kind of true. Uh, and um, today we're going to be talking about uh, sports graphics. Uh, the things that actually come up on your screen while you're watching a game. Uh, we're going to mostly keep these to the sports we actually know a thing or two about, being the MLB, the NFL, and the NHL, their successful and unsuccessful take um, tries at making this game more easy to follow, and what we think of how they've done it. So you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, before we begin, here is an ad from our friends over at Sports Trebuchet. Do you like to talk about sports? Do you like podcasts? Do you like talking about professional wrestling? Do you like medieval weaponry? Then check us out at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter or listen to us, Sports Trebuchet on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you listen. And welcome back to the show. Uh, Give me a sport you want to start with there, Corwin. Uh, Well, we're both watching baseball right now, so let's, uh, let's stick with that. All right. Move I, on into uh, some other stuff. I want to start, before we get into like graphic graphics, I want to start with the score bug because I, I have always have strong opinions on the score bug. Um, for those who might not be familiar with the term score bug, it's the, the thing um, for every single sporting event that shows like the key pieces of information that are being tracked throughout the course of the game. So it shows the score, the time, and um, like for baseball, it shows the outs for... Um, Football, it shows the timeouts, you know, stuff like that. The the things that are constantly being measured. So, the score bug in the MLB. What do you need it to have? Uh, the physical score. How, how many runs have been scored. Uh, what inning it is. How many outs there are. Pitch count. And who's on base. Okay. Okay. I think at the at the very least, that's what they need to have. Yeah, I think that's fair. They they also will switch between like pitch count and the um, uh, pitch speed, which which is you know good. Uh, they need to have the bases on it so you can see who's on, who's if it's empty, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um. Yeah. What do you? Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just totally fried my own brain trying to watch this baseball game <laughs> um so i'm about to bring up a point one of the things that i like to see on a score bug that i don't like to see during the game that we've talked about before is the strike zone i like yes. it a lot on the score bug i don't like the overlay in front of the actual catcher during a game what are your thoughts I disagree completely, mostly because I'm dumb. And it's very difficult for me who, well, as someone who hasn't been watching baseball in my life to determine the edges of the strike zone on who's batting. Um, I like having that reference. It's hard for me to determine balls and strikes, you know, outside of the obvious without it. Um, I prefer to have it on in front of the catcher, so like in front of the batter, physically where the strike zone is, 
just so that I could see. So when I watch baseball, I watch the pitchers pitch movement. That's like the big thing for me. And I like how I like seeing the ball move throughout the strike zone on its path. And you can't get that from when it's in the score bug. Only when it's, you know, in front of the player. I like seeing it, you know, either start outside of the zone and drift in or start in and then fall out of it. That's the thing I enjoy most about watching baseball, which is why I like having it in front of the catcher. So the reason I don't like, I don't disagree with Corwin, and that's why a lot of teams are doing it now with their broadcasts is that they're trying to appeal to these kinds of people that did not grow up watching baseball and like need to know where the strike zone is. And I think that's a fair reason, which is why I like having it on the score bug. The reason I don't like having it in front is because I feel like it sways my own opinion. And part of your opinion when you're viewing um, balls and strikes in real time is like where is the catcher situated and how far back does the batter stand from the batter's box and, you know, all these like little things along those lines. Oh, he's out. That's fucking right. I say that's fucking right a lot, I've realized. Um, Fuck you, Pedro Severino. Anyway. um, Watch out. And so I feel I don't want my opinion. I want my opinion when I'm watching um, the balls and strikes get called to be as uninterfered as possible so that I can understand like what the umpire is calling um, or like what the batter is seeing. Not that it, like that view from the camera angle is just like being there <laughs> behind the box, <laughs> but at least it's it's un. Um, untouched in a kind of way i like double checking the call after it's made against um the actual strike zone because i think that's super fun was it actually a strike it looked like a ball it was a strike it looked like a strike it was out of the zone by a foot um and i because i think that's part of the fun with like catcher framing and stuff so i see both sides and i think having the strike zone there in some capacity is important and some might say vital to the game at this point, and it's time. Yeah. Uh, and I can certainly get over it <laughs> that it's in front of the catcher, but I think I like it most on the score bug. That's fair. I mean, I l- prefer it being in front of the catcher. If it's on just the score bug, so be it. You won't hear you'll hear complaints, but not many. Not compared to you know usual complaints I'll have, but as long as it's there in general. I feel like that's something that is definitely needed somewhere, not just necessarily on the bug. Yeah, I think that's what most fans of the game will agree with, is like people who don't like having it in front of the catcher are not going to turn off the game because of it. And people mm-hmm. people that don't like having it on the score bug are not going to like fucking crop their image so it's not fucking there. Like everyone's going to get over it. Most people want to have it somewhere. So like, Fuck it, you know? Personal preference. Can we both agree, as far as score bugs are concerned, that it doesn't matter what it is as long as it's not whatever the fuck Facebook does when they host their games? Yeah, I refuse to watch them. I've never watched that's one. That's fucking awful. Tell me about it. I tried watching the one, the first Mets game last year on Facebook, and I remember Noah Syndergaard was pitching, and it's the most awful fucking thing i've ever seen someone try to do with a sporting event it's so backward it's so backwards ass and just 
anti-intuitive. It's maddening. I I mean I, I watched a little bit of the Orioles um broadcast one today, and it's weird because like too much changes because like pitch count will change from pitch count to speed and like that's fine, um but like that would change and some other aspect like like a lot of the scoreboard was uh, too many moving parts. And it felt like every time I wanted to see something, I had to wait for the thing that was taking its place to change. And it's like, all right, like, just just add another fucking column. Like, this is insane. Add another fucking column. <laughs> like, it's not hard. This is still small. Like, why are you doing this to us? Are there any other, like, big graphics you like to see? You know what's a graphic that's been that's been a recent addition that I'm, I'm a huge fan of? Um, the spray chart for players when they have the shift on? I love it. Huge fan. Love it. Love really really sinks and, in why they do the shift yeah um i love seeing the spray chart i love when they bring in pitching ninja and they show yeah. his gifts where they the tunnel plays. i love watching that kind of stuff but that's not really you know score bug per se but no, no, we're, 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 general graphics doesn't have to be doesn't yeah. be score bug general Te- graphics technically it works that's all we need um it's What's, what's some other shit? Basically, the pitch overlays and showing the trails for the pitches. I love to see. Just so you could see, like, the... Like, exactly what the movement on the pitch was and that. And watching the tunneling is great. Just so you could see how batters are deceived by where pitchers release the ball. And how it's difficult to distinguish between two pitches when they're released at the exact same time. Um with the same, you know, arm location. Yeah, this isn't a um, a graphic thing, but also sl- super slow motion on pitches so that you can see the spin. Mm. Super fun. Oh, the spin's cool. Especially when like you have like an ex pitcher in the broadcasting booth to talk about it and be like, "Yeah, see that spin? Not that type." And I'm just like, "What does that mean?" Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, fucking Christ! Looking real wobbly out there, the crime. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know football does that a lot with spirals and shit. Like, even though it's, we'll get into that. I mean, yeah. Do you have anything else to say? We can just go into football. Um, I don't think I have much else on baseball. I mean, there's not a whole lot with baseball that you know isn't normally there. Actually, I mean, before they, we move on to football, what would you like... add if you had to add something to baseball graphically? Ooh, if I had to add something to baseball, um. I'd have to think about that. Do you have anything while uh, I think about this? Um, I I'd, I'd like to see. I often hear um, oh the infield's playing super far back and super far in, and like I I have a general idea of where that is because I've just watched enough games. And same thing with the outfield being shifted over one way or the other, um, or being like really close. I'd love to see, like, if they could track how far they are from their true position. You know what I mean? Because I, right. that might be too specific for an average person watching a game to give a shit about. But I think it'd be really cool to be like, oh, like they're standing thirty feet. The center fielder is standing thirty feet to his left um, from from true center. Um, because and I don't even, as I'm saying, I don't even know if that's a good distance number to say. Because I genuinely don't have a reference point for how big of a of a of a shift you make for the outfield so i think that that could be 
interesting. I'm not sure it'll be as useful as like the infield spray chart for shifts, but I think it could be interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'd have to say mine is showing pitch locations for pitchers throughout like the season, showing like generally this is where you know Aaron Sanchez puts his slide. This is where he tries to locate his curveball, his fastball, his cutter. It's almost all pitchers try and keep it in certain areas on you know the strike zone, and I like seeing that uh, all come together. It's just like a full spray chart type deal. I feel you. I know Pitcher does stuff with that. You can find a lot of like external resources that do these kinds of things. Like you were saying, Pitching Ninja, which is, mm-hmm. by the way, an amazing follow on Twitter if you don't already. Honestly, the best if you like pitching. Yeah, I recommend them to you. I, has It's been worth it, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So much fun. Changed my life. What's also cool about it, and we, I, I promise we'll move on from baseball after this. <laughs> What's also cool about it is... um. People will tweet at Pitching Ninja to get like advice on what they're doing, like college pitchers and shit. And if you ever want to, like, just MLB players do it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Trevor Bauer is huge into like Pitching Ninja and Driveline, as is um, uh, Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. Um, mm-hmm. But like a bunch of other pitchers oh, as, as well. Yeah, but like it's cool, like going through the comments from just like other other dudes who pitch and like giving pointers, and you can read it and be like, oh yeah, that's how you throw baseball. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I haven't been doing that. <laughs> so, so uh, right, we ready to move on to football? Let's move on Any to football. Baseball comments? No. All right. So we have, I, I guess I the like... main one would be, uh, the main two are probably um, the first down and um, uh, line of scrimmage markers that are on the field. And then the um, right. down and distance arrow that pops up at the beginning of each play, I think would be the two biggest yeah. ones. I have a major gripe with the distance arrow. It's never lined up correctly. Never. It drives me nuts. What's the point of having it be an arrow if it's like two yards past a line of scrimmage? It, it just drives me nuts. There's no reason to have it that way, and there's no reason for it to start on the line of scrimmage in the first place. But they set it up to where it's supposed to be like that, and it just doesn't work. You know, every what? game, just every game, I noticed it, and it annoys me. You know, what my least favorite NFL graphic is is like every now and then. I can't think of the last time I saw, it, but I know I have seen it when they highlight the entire red zone red. Oh yeah, just, that was actually one of the notes I made. Oh, just put the fucking line, Jesus Christ, we yeah. get it. We that, understand. Uh, third down, they have the green zone, which is just the exact same thing as what the first does, but it shades everything between green, like a different shade of green in the field. It serves no purpose. None. You None. Very simple, straightforward lines that tell everything you need to know. You don't need green zone or the full red zone. Uh, what do you think about um, yards to go when they're talking about like ah oh, the this guy's long uh, field goal is uh, fifty five? Do you do you ever it's think to yourself, yeah, that's the line we need to get to? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's pretty important just to give you. I mean, it's not going to be exact, but it gives you a really good idea of just what part of the field do they need to get to to even think about 
you know, having a shot at making a late field goal or whatever it is. It's funny because um, so I, I think, think that's pretty helpful. I think that one would serve better as a range. You know, if you if you're to have a range, like give me a this guy's sixty percent from uh, from from forty five to fifty five, and he's ninety five percent from forty five upwards, or something even more descript. I think that would be more interesting. You know, I feel like that would just be too much information to just put on the field directly. Like if they had just had a not during a play, there, yeah, definitely not during a play. Yeah, but like that's just a lot of information to show somebody at once. Would you dig that though? If it was like in between plays, like downtime, like just oh, yeah. show like a, a percentage breakdown of the field. Yeah, like one of those pop up visuals. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like the spray chart from baseball. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think I love seeing cool. that on um so like NFL advanced stats, they do that with like quarterbacks. Uh they break down the field into like at least nine different sections. So like or like twelve. So left middle, right side of the field, behind the line of scrimmage, within five yards, like ten to fifteen yards, and anything over fifteen yards. And it is basically just a how they would show like the heat map on a strike zone. And I think that's really cool seeing where quarterbacks excel at throwing the ball because it's very different for a lot of different people. Like I know uh, Mitch Trubisky just couldn't throw to one side of the field. Like he can't throw to the left side of the field at all. Um, yeah, crossing your body's tough. That, so it's been cool watching that. Yeah, but like early on, it was just, it was really cool just watching the difference. What are some other graphics you think are, are, are especially cool or especially terrible um, in the NFL? Um, any of the NFL, like, Sunday night or Monday night animated visuals that they put up are fucking awful. Oh, God. I think that they, they're leaning into it, though, right? Like, they're awful on purpose now, right? Yeah, I think they've definitely taken it in stride. And it's just like, let's just that make Julio Jones, ridiculous. Tampa Bay one. Like that one was bad with like the ship and everything. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a rough one. Like, it's just one of those things where it comes out of nowhere, and it just takes you so out of it, and it's hilarious because it's so bad, but it just takes you out of the game. What are your? Um... I'd love to see. Sorry, keep going. I'd love to see a visual breakdown of Chris Collinsworth sitting up when they do the intros <laughs> without Michaels. <laughs> Distance from perfectly straight. Yeah, I would kill if they did something with that because pe- a lot of people have caught on to that. Like, I know I've talked to you and Ethan about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I can't not see it, and it's one of the highlights of the game for me. And so many other people have caught on to it. Like, I know uh, part of my take caught on to it, too. They always comment on it. Like, if they could just throw a visual up there about that, no more complaints out of me for at least a year. I don't get Good why they go. don't just give those two fucking rolly chairs. Then Chris can just roll in, yeah. like, or just st- stand just for that one out. segment, or just stand for that one segment, so you can walk yeah. in and then sit down. Um, another thing that I always, I often think about is um, back when Phil Sims was calling games, and the one time he farted Ooh, in the booth, and it was so bad <laughs> that Al Michaels had to walk away. <laughs> I know Matt During the game? just did that the other day. Oh Max God! Kellerman tried coughing to cover up his farts, but his farts <laughs> were so fucking loud. He did it for like three straight minutes, just kept coughing to cover <laughs> up his 
Dank ass parts. Allergy season. <laughs> oh god. What is uh? What is your? I mean, I what feel is like your baseball is pretty good with the visuals. It is. It yeah, is. Go ahead. What is what is your uh, required things to have on a um, NFL score bug? Um, score down in distance. Um, time timeouts. I guess all the big ones. I like seeing the quarterback's completion percentage and stats, like yards, completions, attempts, touchdowns, interceptions uh, when they're on offense. Um, defense conversion rate based off of you know what's going on a more detailed breakdown into that would be phenomenal um just like down and distance conversions based on downage and like a play attempt like whether it's a run or a pass um those are all really cool what would you add to a score bug if you could um I think I would go with miles per hour for the throws after they're after they're made. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Be super um, cool. Like yards after catch, or like total yards run for like a wide receiver when he runs his route and catches the ball and gets on. Just like to see, he's not just running twenty yards on the twenty yard completion. He's running like five fifty if he's crossing the field, stuff like that. Um, speed for runners is always cool that they do a lot now. I don't know. Just like a bunch of little things. Like football just doesn't have the analytics that baseball does. It's nowhere near as accurate or telling. So it's just like the cool little neat things. Like something you'd see like, oh, neat. Oh, plus I th- I think that the, the fans for football aren't as receptive to the analytics as the fans for baseball are. And that's not supposed to be a dig at football Very fans. True. It's more so that stats is just so built into baseball that if you want to be a casual baseball fan, you have to understand stats to a degree because batting average, right. on-base percentage, slugging percentage, ERA, like these are all numbers that have equations and you need to understand at least the very rudiments of them for you to understand what's happening in the game, whereas football doesn't have that. So to introduce it in some way is such a larger pivot that I think it's tougher. Um, just in terms of graphics, though, um, I, I, I like what you, what you mentioned before about like which sides of the field are most um, implemented when it comes to a team's offense. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things that are, that are, that are typically kind of cool. I, I I love like you know when when they they um, when they do a replay and they highlight with that giant golden beam like it's coming down from God the one player that they're trying to focus on for the uh, yeah. the the down. I think that's that. I think that they do that. They do really great like zoom in and like big three sixty camera things like those oh, thi- yeah. those things are cool. I like it when they go back and they show like the X's and O's specifically on a, like overlaid on a certain play. So you could see like what gap the defensive lineman is trying to break through, like what the linebackers are doing when they're, you know, going after the ball or they're dropping back in coverage, whether the cornerbacks and safeties are playing in zone or dropping down, stuff like that. Um, especially like when they do that and they break down the, uh, kind of like the not the coverage, but like the when the defense tries to fool the offense, fool quarterback with like stunts and whatnot, 
showing one defensive alignment, but then doing another and like showing what the defense is showing that they're going to do and then versus what they actually do. That stuff was, was really cool. Um, that would actually really help casual fans understand some of like the big aspects of football that a lot of people don't. What if they had like um I was just thinking about yards after catch for some reason and I don't know like the, the cleanest way of doing it, but like imagine that they had um like markers to show like uh, a red line that shows where the pass was made until it was completed and then like a green line that showed from where the wide receiver caught it to where um he eventually was taken down. That'd be kind of neat. If you go to NFL advanced stats, they have that for every catch. Yeah. The receiver. And, and even if you just follow um what's happening in an NFL game on the NFL's website, they actually do that too. They have a big looping line, like a big looping dotted line that shows that the pass was thrown. And then there'll be a straight solid line that g- keeps going if, if for the yards after catch, but they, the actual broadcast doesn't have, and I guess it's because you see it so readily, but the broadcast doesn't have anything that like more cleanly shows it in a graphic sense. So if you go right now, if you're listening, and Josh, if he's doesn't want to watch baseball for two minutes, if you go to nextgenstats.nfl.com and then go to the uh, the charts section, put in your they credit have card. Exactly what you're talking about. Yes. To at uh, Corbin Heller on Venmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ex- like it shows uh, exactly where they catch it, the exact route they ran, um, what they did after they caught the ball, stuff like that. And then, like for running backs, it's color coded for how far it went uh, out of the line of scrimmage. You know, actually, you know it's what? Really cool. I love looking at this stuff. Play usage would, would be an interesting one because I know we like, like when we slooping back onto baseball, like um, mm-hmm. they'll show a, a percent usage of, of a pitcher's pitches rel- quite frequently. Like, oh, like just mm-hmm. today, so they said CC Sabathia is throwing this uh, cutter 46% of the time, and then his uh, slider, fucking whatever. And like, it'd be cool, like, all right, Donald's on the field, like, they run go routes 2% of the time as compared to running option plays, like, 45% of the time, some shit like that. That'd be kind of cool, because I'm also, like, really bad with play names, and that would be super helpful. Yeah, like, it's definitely much more complicated now with, like, specifically play names and play types, you know, play action, option, and, like, RPOs are just so similar nowadays, it's hard to tell. Um, so like anything that the networks could do to help viewers understand this more would be great. Uh, do you have anything, anything else specifically for the NFL Any anything graphically mm. that you like, dislike, or would add if you had to add an, a graphic? Uh, not off the top of my head. Um, if I think of something, I'll bring it up, but I can't think of anything right off the top of my head yet. What if they, what if they made a graphic to make the uprights like a giant strike zone to show you where kickers hit the, uh, uh kick the ball through the most often? <laughs> uh, that would be phenomenal. Like that'd I be so, it. that'd be the epitome of fucking useless, but I would be so caught up in it. I would be so, cause like 
The thing is, if someone oh, yeah. if someone was consistently hitting one spot over the course of the season, you'd be like, why is he doing that? You think he's going to do it again? Like, if, if Justin Tucker <laughs> splits the uprights dead center, like like middle-middle every time, I feel like after a while you'd be like, ah, oh, he's off his game. He's pulling it, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be hilarious to actually watch. That would be so fucking funny. Uh, all right, we got to call some people up and figure this out. Yeah, let me get the uh, NFL on the phone. Let me, let me call up Raj, see, see what he's doing today. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know how I was saying, like, how they would break it up into the 12 sections and show, like, how good quarterbacks are throwing each section? Yeah. Uh, they have a color code where, like, green is above average, yellow is around average, and red is below average. I uh, just pulled up Nathan Petermans from 2018. Holy shit, that Oof. sea of red. Yeah, I'm uh, not surprised. Here, I'll, I'll flip my camera around just to see if uh, I can show you. Actually, I don't know how to do that. On I here, wouldn't so. even worry. Like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a lot of yeah. It's yeah, funny because I couldn't even see the sea of red. I couldn't even see like like the names or faces at first, but I saw who had the most red. and was like, that's that's the guy. <laughs> that that's got to be it. There he is. Uh, sorry. So should we should we move on to the NHL? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, score bug. What do you need to have? Uh, score time left. Honestly, that that could be it for me. Like honestly. Maybe shots on goal. Shots on goal is the only one I would like, like really want to see. Timeouts, you only yeah. have one, so it's not like it really matters. Um, but also doesn't take much room. I mean, hockey's real basic. I could get behind almost having no information at all and still be fine. Yeah, I mean, of course it's nice to have more, but this 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 is uh, where we're going to struggle on coming up with stuff to talk about because uh, there's not a lot. So the NHL has tried. I think the NHL's biggest concern when it comes to graphics for hockey is where the puck is, because I guess that's the most common complaint. And they've tried two different methods that I know of in the past. One where they had the puck uh, glowing red. They had this, you know red glow that would be with the puck so that it was uh, more starkly obvious where it was but the problem is uh, people fucking hated it and uh, yeah. it was awful. If you have seen a picture of it, it's awful. I think the Sharks had a throwback night this season where they, they wore the 90s jerseys and had the glowing puck like it was uh it was bad. It was really bad. They also had this thing. I forget when they had it. When they tried this out, where it was a line. So like there'd be like a um a red or like a bright blue line that would follow the puck wherever it traveled to, um which is just as terrible as you're picturing. So let me I ask you this: Are just you just looked up pictures of the red line? It's rough it looks like someone just highlighter over your tv screen and just threw one up their first shot on goal it's not it's not good oh geez like the videos of it are not great yeah like the line changes color depending on how i hit it it's it's bad 
Yeah. So let me ask you this: Are are you overly concerned when you watch games about losing the puck? Um, no, but just because I've watched enough hockey where I find it relatively quickly when I do lose it. But I do know that it was much harder when I first started walking, watching, sorry, um, and just wasn't familiar with it. So I could definitely see it, sorry, see it being an issue for new fans getting into the sport. Uh, it's just another hurdle to overcome. The thing I've told myself that made it much more comforting to me when I struggle to find the puck, which I think happens to everybody every now and then, uh, is that if you can't see where the puck is, it's probably not the end of the world. Because um, if you can't see the puck on the ice in a given hot second, then it's 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 just not going to matter for that hot second. You know, like it's tough to not see the puck when someone scores, you know. And at the end of the day, that's like kind of the biggest thing that's going to happen in the game is someone scoring. So as long as you can see it in that moment, you're probably fine. And um, there's enough learning what else is happening in a given uh, play in hockey will help you be comfortable with losing the puck for a second because you can be like, all right, Mm -hmm. where's everyone looking? Where's everyone moving? Like, you know, what's what else is going on around here that could give me an indication? It definitely helps, but I'd also say it's definitely the hardest out of any of the sports that oh, it um, is. are on TV. It's so hard trying to figure out when and where, or not when and where, but like what they're trying to accomplish and not just moving the puck around randomly, just trying to hopelessly find an open shot. No, you're definitely right. Uh, how... Do you think there is a good way of tracking the puck via a graphic displayed on the screen? Uh, and if so, what is it? I don't think so. I really don't think there's any way that they could do that feasibly without really changing the game. Like, I know they've tried different color pucks, like, basically, like a yellow puck, and everyone fucking hated it who played. I just don't see. I feel like it's just got to be what it is, and people just got to adapt to it rather than um, attempt to figure out, you know, what highlights the puck. What if they required that all sticks be transparent? (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking madness. Fuck out of here. Oh, but tell me that wouldn't be amazing. It would be madness. I know. No one would ever get called for slashing again. <laughs> yeah, except people fucking killed when sticks come out of no slice their face up. Oh, God, that would be brutal. That'd be so funny, though. Um, what, what, what graphics would you add, like, in general? Like, where would you make room for a graphic? Um, I'd like to see a... Sh- they do with like that to see where you know just it's uh, for a heat map of shots um i'd love to see that those are pretty cool to look at um i don't know like i feel like i don't watch enough hockey anymore to really have anything major that i would want to add um maybe just like you know how they, in fall, we were talking about how they put like a red ring around players that want to highlight 
Yeah. Doing that more when like Connor McDavid comes on the ice for the Oilers. Like people want to watch McDavid. It's not always easy to find him amongst the massive players unless you, you know, watch enough of the Oilers to know who he is. So that would be cool for younger and more inexperienced fans to see um, stuff like that. I feel like hockey doesn't have the stats that even football does, at least in my mind. So a focus on impurity and fan experience is where I think they should focus. I think you're probably right in terms of stats. I think that hockey could benefit from this type of graphics that the MLB uses for hitters, like spray charts and stuff. So like, I think it'd be cool to be like, um, when the Rangers are on offense, because I'm a Rangers fan and all my examples will involve them. Um, you know, like show me like a scatter plot, which would basically become a, a, a heat map of where they tend to score from and where they tend to shoot from. And then when the Rangers are on defense, show me the same thing for where the Rangers tend to let the other team shoot from and where the other team tends to score from. Because I think that'd be interesting to be like, oh, they uh, uh, we, we get scored on a lot from the left side because uh, uh, Mark Stahl plays over there and he's just a lifeless corpse out there. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, or uh, we tend to score from like right in front of the net a lot because uh, we got good centers or some shit, you know? Incoming Capo Caco. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I the, think that there's do the that. have the second pick? Yeah. Oh, guys. You guys are lucky. Thank you. Um, That's what we were going for all these seasons. I think if they did that with goalies, like I know Matt Murray, high glove on him is basically a free goal. Um, show that kind of heat map for where you specifically tend to let in a lot of goals would kind of. That's a good point. People are trying to shoot on them. Yeah, that's a good point. Be cool to see. They could totally do because I mean, and it's broken down so readily already. I mean, there's they literally numbered the the holes have been numbered forever. Like it wouldn't be hard for them to go like, you know, like one hole's dark blue because no one scores there. Five holes pink, and um, the 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 four holes bright red because he lets in a bunch of shots. Like that really wouldn't be hard. That'd actually be pretty cool. That would be cool. I'd like to see that. We should call up the NHL because I think this is the best idea we've had so far. It might actually be because I think it's also the most like <laughs> palatable all around. Like I, yeah. Why are we not doing? And this? it's not like the NHL has anything else going on when they're doing this kind of stuff. They could easily throw that up during a during a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when when the Department of Player Safety isn't deep dicking everybody around, they could just actually try to do all something right. fucking useful. I can't talk about the NHL uh, and we, not show the Department of Player Safety. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. We should do an episode entirely on the fucking bullshit that is the Department of Player Safety. And Call like them out by name. For like the NFL. Give out their yeah, email like addresses. <laughs> this is their home address. These are the hours they're typically home. All right. No, we're not going to do the that. That's right how you get on a watch list. <laughs> I was thinking like, right. so we're not going to do. That. I was thinking like, sign them up for a bunch of spam accounts. Sign them up for like those dick pill advertisements. <laughs> you know, goofy shit. <laughs> Harmless kid stuff. Corwin, you got anything else you got to uh, add to hockey? Not in particular. I mean, I think it's just such a tough one because things happen so fast and the breaks in action are typically used for 
commercial breaks. So there's not too much downtime like there is with football. And it's uh, while being just as fast on the action points, and it's not as slow paced as baseball is. So incorporating in game real time graphics, I think, would be tough because I'm just not sure what you would do. But I think there's room for like in between action shots if you can squeeze it out quickly. I think there there is opportunities for that. Um, do you have anything? No. Well, I fucking can't talk okay. About the previous idea. I mean, I, I I had my good idea. I don't think there's anything else that could top it, and or top it. And there's I'll top it. Not much else. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's pretty low key. I think the NHL has been trying, and that's admirable. So they're going to do their best, I guess. But yeah, we'll call it yeah. a day on that. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Deucing Pod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at juicingthenumbers at gmail.com. And if you want to check out the show notes for this uh, episode and all previous episodes, you can do so at juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. And until Thursday, my friends, y'all have a good one. <laughs>